All right, I got Coach Ryan McBrayer here, uh, Sabino High School. A great win last night on the road uh, at Sholo, which is no easy task to get to. I, I saw the map, at, you know, and I went there as a kid, uh, so I remember how long it took to get there. Uh, just congratulations, first of all, Ryan, on, on such an impressive win for you guys. Yeah, thank you, and you mentioned it. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a long trip, so we uh, we left at left our school right around ten a.m. Um, got on the bus for two and a half hours or whatever it took. Then we got to Globe. Um, they did a great job and really helpful opening up their field for us, um, having drinks, having ice, just setting us up really well. So shout out to Globe High School uh, for that help. But we did about an hour walk through, got off the bus to throw the football around, have a little fun, but uh, another two hour bus ride over to Sholo. Um, so anytime you got guys cramped up in a bus for a long period of time, you always worry about how they're going to get off of it and, and ready to go. But the guys came hungry and they're excited to watch it play, especially the defense. Yeah. How did the logistics happen with that? Were you Did, did you call Globe or do you know something at, somebody at Globe or how did that come about? You know, it's, it's they've got a, a cool location that's smack down in the middle and uh, yeah, you, uh, you don't want restless legs going on too much. Um, so their coach came out um, and got to meet him, talk with him a little bit about their season and, and get to know him. He's a, he's a first-year head coach. Uh, so it's great to uh, get his insight on what's going on with his program. Um, but, yeah, he, he just opened up the school, let us practice there. Um, they, have, they have a great view. It's at their fields on top of a little hill. Yeah. Um, so it's a cool little city. Yeah, um, you know, when the when the parents came out last Saturday, I, w- I would imagine that the it wasn't too uh, you weren't too enthused. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but just the the seating and you have to have to go to Sholo. You guys played well enough to ho- host the game. Uh, what was that? Re- what was that like last week when you saw the pairings? Um, I mean, we're 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 excited to to get into playoff football. Obviously, um, if these guys after again having a pandemic season. Uh, we're going in without a weight room, without a senior class with a lot of varsity experience, and these guys just kind of continued the uh, the tradition of Sabino football getting into the playoffs. This made uh, 19 full seasons, I guess, we've had of uh, Sabino representing Southern Arizona in the playoffs, which is a pretty dang great feat. Um, but, yeah, when you talk about the AI rankings, they are what they are. Um, it's mm-hmm. a computer system, so you just got to kind of, uh, I guess, accept what the AIA says. But... Um, we, there's always questions. I mean, we talk about the 3A South, which we all study pretty pretty greatly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they're saying four teams in the 3A South can get in, but they're all seven and below. So um, the only time we lost to each other, or the only time we lost, I guess, when we lost to each other. So that's pretty pretty tough to be all lower seeded. And then, of course, you got Push Ridge and Thatcher. You get some face-off. Um, against one another. So, right. um, again, we continue to cannibalize each other, but it's a, a great representation of, of how good Southern Arizona football is in the 3A. Yeah, you mentioned the, the amount of state playoffs you guys have been to at Sabino, 19. I would, you, as a coach, this is your fourth, I think, right? You, you didn't obviously couldn't go last year because of COVID. So and yeah. the, did you go all four years as a player under uh, Campos, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, so that you almost got, you almost have half of the uh, the, the amount of times. But uh, what's that like to know that you've been to the playoffs eight times now with Sabino, player coach? Yeah, I mean, I've I've, I've been around 
to be here for a long time. So I, I came in and, uh, you know, you're a freshman, sophomore, watching the, the varsity team go make playoffs and go make make good runs. Then you get the shot to do it yourself playing. It's a pretty great experience. So um, we had some pretty good teams. And, yeah, I got to get to the state championship my junior and senior year. And unfortunately played a, you know, a great Cactus team and definitely a great Scottsdale Saloral team my, my, my senior year. Um, and then I watched my brother college, who's our quarterback's coach. He team ended up going to the state championship as well. Where first, uh, you know, Coach Peace's great CDO team, and they they got their team carried, you know. And then mm-hmm. uh, as a defensive coordinator, we got to another one. So I've uh, been around success for for a long time, and that's just kind of the atmosphere that Sabino's uh, push you to. So, right. Um, we're excited to again have the opportunity to to represent not only um, ourselves but again Tucson that that didn't get to represent anybody in the playoffs last year having a short season even though we know how good a lot of teams are around town. Right now, given that experience, does that does that factor in at all when you prepare your team? You've had the experience before of getting going to the state playoffs as a player and coach. Uh, you know, you haven't lost a first round game as a coach. Knock on wood, that never happens. But you know, uh-huh. you've you've uh, you've been able to get past that first hump at least. Uh, so, uh, does that experience how how much does that factor in? Um, I, I guess as a coach, you can kind of keep telling kids and harping on what they need to prepare for, what they can expect. Um, but but coaching, it's it's not about you know what you know; it's what you get the the kids to know. Right and. And not having playoffs for really a season last year, that, those first minutes, those first drives, those are huge learning experiences um, for the guys that make them understand playoff football is a little bit different. The intensity's um, ramped up all over the place. And you can keep telling them over and over throughout the week about how there's going to be roller coasters, ups and downs um, throughout the game. But at the end of the day, they have to get their feet wet and, and go play it. And they responded. We had, I mean, we had some miscues on Friday where we had uh, a couple turnovers turned directly into points. A fumble recovered for six points and an interception returned for six points. Um, and we came out of halftime and, and shut them out in the second half. And offense started clicking and doing their thing. And um, it was just a matter of getting that experience. I think it's great for them going forward. And I think it makes it a little bit tougher going into the next round. Yeah, and and you know this way as well as anybody. You, you can't win these games without defense, right? And your your defense has answered the call all year, really. I mean, your offense gets a lot of publicity with Cameron and and some of the you know Aguirre and all those guys. Um, but your defense has really been like unsung heroes, uh, you know, with Lester and Stubblefield and those guys. I mean, uh, what, what are your thoughts about how they've been able to develop and and be such a you know, give you a lot of confidence going into a game. Yeah, I mean, you know how the, the atmosphere of, of football, like with fantasy football and all these different things, you want to see the numbers put up and and the offenses that are scoring touchdowns and getting all the credit. And, and we got some guys, rightfully so, with Isaiah and, and Cam and Camden and Derek Sanchez and all those guys that are making plays, Kenny Blackman, Levi Miranda, all those guys that are scoring touchdowns. Um, but our defense really is – 11 guys on the field that are just flying the ball. You mentioned Nazai and Marius that have been there all the way through. Mason Cade, a sophomore, has got 10 and a half sacks this year. He added two more and a couple strip sack fumbles um, that he picked up. So he's having a great year. 
Uh, Zach Tolson had his best game of uh, the year coming in as a transfer at mm-hmm. 15 tackles. Um, Dom Parsons on the back end is playing great free safety. Um, and then our defensive line is just developing game after game and really just taking it upon their shoulders to dictate how games are going. And that's led by, again, Mason. Um, we have Francisco Contreras as our defensive tackle and Sam Franco that are just getting after it. And then we had, we had to move one of our running backs, Juju Cordova, that's really only played running back his whole career growing up. And, I mean, we had some injuries, some guys banged up, and then we told him, hey, let's go see if you can play defensive end. And he's played his last six or seven games, and he's, he's been doing a great job doing it. Great. Uh, now, you guys – you guys now face the challenge of playing ELA Gilbert North again. You guys had them at home. Relatively close game. I mean, uh, you lost by about 10 points. Um, what can be gained from that experience of playing them one time before? Um, I mean, we know they're a great football team. I mean, from the beginning of the year when preseason rankings came out, people were talking about how they were the number one team and they got skill positions and, and guys that can make plays all over the field. Um, and I mean, you look at the schedule that they've played and what they've done. I mean, they've there's no doubt that they should be rated as the number one team in 3A, and they could compete with the best of them. So uh, we've got a really big challenge ahead of us, but we're definitely glad that we took care of business on Friday and we get that opportunity. Right, and you guys are battle tested. Uh, you guys have two losses, but the two losses are teams that are still alive in the playoffs in the quarterfinals. So that. I mean, comment about that, how much, you know, the grind has been this year and how much that can help you get ready for these games. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, our, our, our two losses, um, we did play ALA at home and, and they got us. Um, but a lot of things that we could learn from that game. And then we dealt with a lot of adversity going up to, to Thatcher with uh, realizing that COVID is still very much a part of high school football in Arizona. Um, had a bunch of guys pulled off as close contacts. Um right before the game so that was that was tough um but we had to respond to adversity and, and really I, I continue to point to our guys that that's your game turned our season around really that we needed every single dude and we couldn't just rely on um certain guys to go make that play we needed all 45 guys dressing for varsity for us every single play so um that was a big game for us but i think that was the biggest learning point um, in our season, and, and Coach Jones over there at Thatcher is doing a fantastic job, and, and they kicked their butt a little bit, so hats off to them, and I mean, they're representing the 3A South just as we are, mm-hmm. um, just on the other side of the bracket, so we're, we're pulling for them, and hopefully uh, hopefully we got a 3A State Championship somewhere for them. That'd be nice. That would be really nice. Um, so, you guys are, you know, right there at the quarterfinal round, um, getting closer, uh, what, what what do you feel like uh, needs to be done against uh, ALA Gilbert North to get to that next round? You know, it's 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 going to be a lot of challenges. I'm glad I got my coaching staff mm-hmm. with me um, because we're going to be uh, sweating it out and having some long long nights trying to figure <laughs> out how to stop that offense um, with their their high powered quarterback. They've got a couple receivers. Their running backs had a couple great games. The whole line like. You look from top of the roster to the bottom of the roster. They're, they're a great football team, and they're coached very, very well. Um, so we got our work cut out for them, and, mm-hmm. and we're not going to take anything for granted. We're, we're promised now 48 more minutes, and, 
and we'll see what happens with them if we can make uh, make the plays we need to. Great. What what uh, if you don't want me to ask you what uh, what mind what got you into coaching? Uh, you know, from the very start, was it was it something in high school or was it uh, college? I mean, what what got you into coaching? You know, um, I never really thought about in high school me being a being a coach or anything like that. Um, you're a 17, 18 year old kid, and you got dreams of playing college football, and you're gonna go to the NFL and all this different stuff. But uh, unfortunately, uh, other plans for me is I was you know 150 pounds playing outside linebacker, middle backer in high school. Um, so not, not too many colleges came calling for me, you know. Yeah. Um, but when I was trying to figure out kind of how to or what I wanted to do moving forward, um, I was going to U of A, mm-hmm. and Coach Topless called me, um, asked if I wanted to help at the lower levels. And so I came back as a volunteer coach uh, the year after I graduated, um, helped with JV, worked under Howard Brining and Pat McClanahan, and – I mean, you hang around those guys enough, you're gonna you're gonna learn a lot of different things. Yeah, so, I mean, they, they, that just kind of started the inspiration. I loved it, loved working with the kids and, and watching this recede, and it's just blossomed every single season, and and I couldn't be happier with, with what I'm doing. That's great. That's great. I want to end the interview on a on a you know really positive uh, note with um with Cameron Hackworth because uh, I, yeah. I I've known him since he was in, in the seventh grade at. Gallego Intermediate and just a great kid like I've told you before all the teachers say glowing things about him and unfortunately you don't hear that a lot about all a lot of kids but he's he he's got that praise and he told me when I saw him the last time that he wants to come out and visit the school I mean that's that says a lot about about him and wanting to you know give back and stuff like that so uh, you know how do you sometimes find yourself surprised about how mature he is as a sophomore or or I mean, what are your thoughts about how he conducts himself? I mean, he's he's a great great kid, and he's he's only scratching the surface of of potential. Um, but he's like like you just said, he's got teachers that are talking about how great he is and, and nice in his in their classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, how our team goes, how our classroom goes is is how how he's going to go. He can set the tone for. For a lot of different things, and then we're we're good, and that's kind of something we preach to all our athletes: is you guys, as football players, um, kind of set the tone for how the classroom is going to go. So if you guys want to be um, jerks and not listen, um, then then our school is going to struggle. And the guys have really bought in, and and that's what you have to have happen when you do the right thing. Good things happen, and, and good people talk about you. And I've heard nothing but good things from from cam outside of the football fields uh, with the people that interact with them and and that makes me as proud um as any play that that he makes or or any of our guys make it's getting those emails from teachers or um emails from people that maybe met or saw somebody in a sabino jersey out in the community that's what we're trying to push it if if you're a good person good things are going to come happen to you and uh he's developed that that lifestyle on with his with his parents raising them and and the communities that embrace them, so um, couldn't be happy for him. And we're glad we got him in purple and gold because um, he's doing some really great things. Great. Well, you know, um, thanks a lot for all the the help you guys give us with the access and 
you know, talking to the kids when we go to the practices and stuff like that, because it's not always easy because you're, you're so busy preparing. And, uh, you know, I wish people in southern Arizona would know how, how good the coaching is here if they don't know already. I mean, last night I talked to Justin Argraves and Philip Stewart, and uh, today I'm talking to you. And those three young guys that the sky's the limit with coaching, and you guys love what you're doing. And uh, there's a lot of people like you in in, in uh, Tucson area. Uh, look at, you know, what Daniel Sines doing at Catalina Foothills and George Kelly at Empire. So it's great to see that the coaching in Tucson is, is so good to get these kids, you know, where they're, where they're competing at a high level like you're doing there at Sabino. So, as you know, congratulations on that. And it's great to work with you guys because, you know, it, people need to know about these kids. So you guys help out a lot with that. Absolutely. And, I, and we can't thank you enough for, for what you do um, because, yeah, they, these kids work their tails off. And um, the exposure that you give them in the practice with interviews and interacting with people to just realize how to publicly speak and talk to somebody in an interview. I mean, you guys are giving them invaluable life experiences and the, the content that you guys are putting out for all sports Tucson is, it's just amazing. And, and again, not only just the good work that you do, that we're pushing out, but I mean, the kicks for kids and, and what you guys give back to communities. I mean, you guys are Southern Arizona, so so thank you guys so much. We can't tell you how much we appreciate you and uh, how much this community needs people like you doing this, this great stuff. Great. Well, I appreciate it, Ryan. Best of luck this week. We'll be talking to you soon. And uh, hopefully after the season, after you guys win the state title, we'll have a beer at Wings Over Broadway. So. Sounds good. See you there for the best wings in town. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Ryan. Take Thanks care. Talk okay. to you soon. All right. Bye-bye.